0: tea we are live and I know I'm a bit late I've been doing a bit of uh, as you can see the angle different angle different uh, setup because I've been trying to um, I've been trying to get to show you a photo I'm sure I worked out how to show photos a few weeks ago and I um, Failed just now. So I have I've, I've, I've using my remote webcam and I'm going to turn it to show the photo because I thought I'm, I'm sure there was a way I could get it on the screen, but I've just spent quite some time trying to work it out and failed. So um, yeah hi. Um, Tuesday night, Facebook live. Jonathan Steano here if you've got any questions, please ask me uh, and I will do my best to answer them. Apologies for being late tonight. Um, If you have anything to say, then please do. This is weird now, because the camera's over there. And Comment and share. So feel free to comment and share if you've got anything to say. say. And if you're interested in podcast type things, there is a podcast on iTunes of this this broadcast, and the photo won't go down well on that, will it? But I'll describe it. So if it's on the podcast, I will describe the photo. Um, It's mainly an audio thing, this, let's face it. Um, and there is also, uh, we put this on YouTube, we, we, we chunk it up for the specific questions and also put the whole uh, on YouTube and uh, other, as well as other stuff on YouTube. So um, you can welcome to look at that. Um, Olivia's here. Hello, nice to see you here, Olivia. Nice to see you. Um, and let's get on and do what we've got to do. So I'm going to look over here to do the things. So. Does that question come up Neck lifts. um necklifts please explain recovery time where are the scars length of time off work do I uh, does it make your face look old in a person uh, full disclosure uh, it, it's I don't do this sort of thing and I'm I've always said I'm very happy to answer questions from people who've had surgery in different places by different surgeons and about things that are maybe not necessarily in my um, immediate field so plastic surgery obviously is the is the heading but uh, within plastic surgery I specialize in breast and body so this is a bit outside of my um, my expertise so I would say take it take what I you know don't take what I say as as um, as gospel in fact don't take what I say as gospel for anything because there's opinions and all sorts of things so this is just my a view of of uh, neck lifts and um, scarring and what have you, and does it make your face look old and things? Um, li- obviously, a lot of cosmetic plastic surgery is lift related, is lifting, tightening, anti-aging, because things um, droop and sag, and lifting means um, usually making scars. Uh, because it usually means cutting skin out to tighten that skin and that's how you get the lift and whenever we make scars we aim to hide them in places where you can't see them which is why a lot of people say plastic surgeons are oh, they're very good they don't leave scars well we're just very good at finding shadows and and uh, natural um, concavities where we can hide, shadows, uh, hide scars so the and again this is my view in terms of the neck of, of, of taking skin or, or or tightening the skin of a neck the best way to do that uh, with uh, whilst hiding the scar is a facelift basically um, a full facelift so a full fa- facelift is a scar which goes in front of your ear it then goes up the back of your ear and then it goes up into your hairline and the, the, the skin is pulled both of your face and your neck So that is where I would, uh, you know, from my experience of face and neck lifting, that's where the neck lift would come. Now you can sometimes, I think it's last week or week before, someone talked about uh, double chin and liposuction. You can do liposuction, which will help to um, take away a double chin and that skin may recoil. But um, if if the problem is double chin, that's different. But if the problem is um, too much skin, uh, and it's a neck lift that you really need, the best way to take that skin out is to is to uh, pull, make the vector pull right up into their ears, and that will be with a face and a um, neck lift. Now, um, sometimes you can make a nice hidden scar underneath the chin here. That's a nice place to hide the scar um, if you need to access the neck. But that would normally be, um, sometimes people have what's called platysmal bands Lines that go down the neck, which are some of the muscle within the skin called the platysma, uh, and that can be overactive, and so that could be divided by making an incision under here. But I don't think you can get a significant lift of the neck. You can certainly divide those muscular bands, but you're not going to get a significant lift to the neck with that incision. So really, uh, um, we, we need Kuram here, to be honest with you. And goodness knows, I tried to get him on, on, tried to get him on side several times. Um, but uh, we need Kurum here because Kurum probably had asked this a lot better than I can. Uh, in fact, you know what? I should have asked him. I saw, when did I see him? I saw him yesterday or today, anyway. Um, yesterday, I think it was anyway. So, um, yeah, so in in my uh, experience, the best way to really tighten the neck is with a full facelift, and that will so that answers your question about. Does it make your face look old in comparison? But it's a good point because you have to do things in balance because um, in terms of a facelift, a facelift really tightens and, and rejuvenates the lower face. Um, you might have to look at the other proportions and keep things in balance, not just in terms of the aging, but in terms of the geometry of your face. So sometimes people feel that their nose is not right, but it might be the chin that's not right or, you know, doing the, the face and the neck. And uh, you know, leaving the eyes in the mid face, which can be done with a lower blepharoplasty, you get a mid lift, which is here at the cheeks. Um, you know, that's not really addressed with a with a standard facelift. A fa- standard facelift really does this bit here. Whereas sort of higher up here is usually for, through a lower blepharoplasty incision. You can tighten the cheeks and obviously upper blepharoplasty for the eyes, uh, eyelids, and and brow um, uh, brow lift. So these things all have to be taken in in consideration and just doing one thing is, um, it can, can make things look out of balance, but, um, but a neck lift on its own, I'm not aware of that being a thing. Um, uh, so in terms of the, so recovery time, where are the scars? So recovery, the scars are underneath there for a facelift, recovery time, you'd be battered and bruised for a couple of weeks um, and you'd probably want at least two weeks off work. Um maybe three, depending on who if you're sort of client-facing, because you look quite bruised and quite swollen and quite strange to start with. So if you're client-facing, you may want four to six weeks off. Um, but if you're not and you work in an office, particularly if you're working in your own office, you'll probably be, after a couple of weeks you'll be able to get back into things. But all these things probably best spoken to with a um guy that does it, not with your your surgeon type thing. Um so um so, so oh, keep, keep coming up um here we go I've got Olivia's got a question look at that and that's what we want uh Khan nearly how did you nearly miss me Karn I was late um uh, a bit late tonight Khan. Uh, Olivia's thought of a question which is fantastic we we'll fully support that with the breast lift can you not take some fat from somewhere else and put it in breasts if you can find any? Yes you can so um oh sorry i've got the wrong question up no. so yes you can olivia you can take breasts from somewhere else and i i think that this you know it's it's been bubbling around uh, the fat uh, grafting Um uh, maybe it's going to get bbd be, 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 be um doing more of it and it, certainly it's something that i have done which is a, a breast lift Um, and fat graft. The problem with a breast lift is that to get sustained fullness in the upper part of the breast so you can do a breast lift and you can fat graft into the upper part of the breast to enhance the volume. In my experience which isn't huge, got to be honest, it doesn't give a huge benefit in terms of the shape and I think the shape settles whatever because of gravity because fat is your natural tissues, whether it's fat that's already there in the breast or whether it's fat that you're grafting in. So breast lift and fat graft is not um, great for getting the shape to be sustained fullness in the upper pole. I guess the only place a fat graft would be uh, useful is if you wanted extra volume. And then we get it back into the debate of whether we do fat grafting for breast augmentation um, because the volumes are much less than you could do for breast implants. And so um, and the, the, the procedure is very expensive but yeah certainly for volume it would give extra volume but it would increase the price so whether it's worth it or not that's what it's all about it's the value for money that you're going to get and that's a bit suspect whether it's value for money I suppose only you can answer that question but you have to have a realistic idea of what sort of volume you can get and it's often not a huge volume you can get with fat grafting but yes you it's something you can do breast lift and fat grafting but again it's not particularly um, uh, common procedure for the reasons that it is expensive and the increase in volume is often subtle uh, Olivia straight oh, Olivia's on fire tonight uh, already had blepharoplasty lower mm, may skip neck lift at the minute um, yeah computers going to battery mode that's good um, yeah yeah well I guess it will be facelift Olivia would be the thing the next thing um, if you were going to do something else Monsleer Right, now we've had people say, still on audio, am I? Am I still there? the audio alright? So I usually have a mic, but I hope the audio is alright. Um what is the mons? So because I've had that before. What is the mons? So the mons is the sort of bit 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 in around the pubic bone, um, around where the pubic hair is. Um so if you think of a pelvis, a skeleton of a pelvis, the where it joins at the two two, to the two bits of the pelvis that join at the front is the pubis the symphysis pubis and it's the um, and you can feel the pubic bone there Um, so that's uh, and then sometimes you can get fullness there usually with um, people who've had significant weight loss you can have fullness in the Mons area and it's often a a, visible or becomes a problem when you've had a tummy tuck because when you haven't had it if you if you've lost a lot of weight you've got a very prominent mons and if you have got a prominent mons it's usually people have lost a lot of weight you it is sort of hidden by the abdominal apron so if you haven't had a tummy tuck people often don't know it's there so it's something that you often notice when you've had a tummy tuck you think what's going on there what you put there you haven't put anything there it was already there but it's obviously more um, apparent because the abdominal apron gone and all of a sudden there's this bulge in that Mons area, you think, what's going on? So what was the question? Monsliff, does it involve liposuction recovery time? Do you need to be catheterized after surgery? How much pain is there? So um, it um, it can involve liposuction. Uh, in. Uh, and and it does involve liposuction, and really it comes to when you're doing the mons lift. So we can do stuff to the mons when we're doing a tummy tuck to try and uh, reduce the fullness there and um, decrease the need of you needing something else done. But if you do have a significant ptosis or sort of droop or fullness to the mons, then you might need something done as a second stage because it's hard to address the mons too aggressively at the time of a tummy tuck. Uh, because otherwise, otherwise the scar will drift up if you undermine too much, uh, inferiorly, too much self. The, 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 your, your scar won't be anchored low and it can drift up. Um, so, uh, yeah, you if you're going to do it at the time of your tummy tuck, then liposuction will be perfectly reasonable to do some liposuction to the Mons area to try and reduce some of the heaviness, some of the fullness there. Um, and that if it's only a mild bit of fullness there the skin might well recoil and that will be all that's needed uh, and as I say that could safely be done at the time of a tummy tuck um, but if there's a lot there then you might need to take out a wedge um, to, 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 to tighten the skin and take out some of the fullness there uh, which could be plus or minus combined with liposuction but if there's a lot of skin there uh, the age-old problem with liposuction with it not removing skin so you can be left with baggy skin so you might want to make a cut to remove that, um, but that would usually be done some months after uh, tummy tuck. Uh, do you need to be catheterized after surgery? Um, catheterized after surgery. Main thing um, catheterized after surgery, <clears throat> there's two reasons or two, uh, I guess, indications for catheterizing someone uh, after surgery. Um, so catheter, does people know what catheter is, catheter is a, catheter is a, a tube that goes into your bladder so you don't have to go for a wee um, and so the two reasons are if you've done some surgery to that area and there's trauma to the area and you don't want sort of a passage, passage of wee especially if you've done any surgery in, in that in that area and as plastic surgeons that believe it or not is a subspecialty of plastic surgery, um, urinary plastic surgery The people who have abnormal um, congenital abnormalities in that area so we are sometimes doing surgery to um, uh, refashion the urethra and, and what have you and in those circumstances you don't want urine constantly flowing over your sutures so you might catheterize someone so that the the, the wounds can heal so that'd be one reason to do a catheter clearly not in these circumstances like a mons lift and a tummy tuck and stuff so the other reason to do a catheter is if someone's uh, having surgery for a long time because obviously they're not going to the loo while they're in surgery. So if you're having surgery for a very long time, if it's a very long time, then obviously you have to catheterize them um, because you need, the bladder will be really full, but uh, also we um, can monitor urine output to if someone's going to be ill. Again, not really for cosmetic surgery, but if you're having a big op and someone's worried, you're worried that, you know, you've got your fluid balance, fluid going in and out, it's a very much more accurate way of measuring the fluid balance. But mainly for, for plastic surgery, if you're catheterized, it's for comfort so if you're having a big op like for instance a tummy tuck or something uh, I tend not to catheterize people to be honest with you but if you're having a big op you've had a lot of fluid during the operation uh, and you wake up and you need to go to the loo it can be a bit difficult um, because you're in a funny position and you can't really get up and walk you often have drains and tubes and drips and things so for, for, for comfort uh, it might be that you be catheterized I don't re- t- routinely do it if you're doing a big op then what we might do at the end of the operation is do a sort of in-out catheter, which means we'll empty your bladder with a catheter, but not leave the catheter in, not leave the tube in, just so you don't have the discomfort when you wake up and you're dying for the loo. And then by the time you need the loo, you'll be a bit more mobile, and if you can't get up and go to the loo, you'll have a bed pan. But uh, um, that's my regime for catheters, and, and I don't really catheterize anyone. Maybe if they are having a massive operation, like a 360 lift with a, you know breast reduction or something some big op um, maybe we think it's gonna be a big op let's do the catheter but um, but yeah it's usually an in out at the end of the operation or none at all um, and for a mons lift on his own it you wouldn't need to be catheterized and there's not a huge amount of pain in the mons lift because it's all soft tissues there's no muscles involved so it's obviously tight just like any sort of body contouring but nothing too drastic so oh What's going on? Here we go. What causes the mons? Does it have fat that just doesn't go from there? Not worded very well. I was catheterized after gastric sleeve, grim. Um, so the yeah, the mons is there in everybody. Everybody has a fullness there. If you look at a of a, 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 a body, the, the 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 abdomen, you know, the abdomen comes down, um, and, and then there's the mons uh, over the, the the pubic bone. The mons is a is a natural anatomical. Um, area on everybody everybody has a, a mons have you a, has a bit of fullness there uh, what you're saying maybe olivia is what causes a problem with the mons is too big and it's the same that's what causes a tummy tuck usually putting on and losing weight having a lot of weight stretching the skin stretching force goes and you're left with redundant skin and baggy skin it might be if you are still overweight there might be fat there as well uh, or if you've just if you've lost the weight it might be uh, just the skin exactly the same as the tummy so you know there's often fat there as well but it's mainly skin that's the problem skin and fat and as I say it's exactly the same for, for the mons so it's usually weight losses that's um, caused it so revision. got a couple of scaravision um, uh, questions one is chat with a scar here he hasn't got back to me about showing his photos uh, this is emailed so, um, I won't show his photos. So he's, um, uh, it's a scar here, and it's a slightly stretched scar. It's obviously a traumatic scar, um, not surgically made. So, um about scar vision. So, the thing about scar vision, people often say, oh, you know, plastic surgeons, they're brilliant, they don't leave scars. Now, as I say about the facelift, we can choose where we put scars, and, uh, just see if he's replied um, about We can choose where we put scars, and, um, we will hide them. If you've got a traumatic scar, if you hit your head on something, um, no, no, answer that one. Um, then you, you, you've got to have the scar where it is and so if we're going to do a scar revision we're going to give you the scar in the same place. So the question is what is the problem with the scar as to whether we can make anything better. This chap is slightly wide the scar it may not have been sutured or it may have been sutured and come apart so it's slightly wide but There's a lot of good things about it. It's mature, it's pale, it's skin colored. It's actually hard to see, it's only in certain lights. Slight indentation to it, but nothing drastic. So I would say, first of all, there's a lot of good things about it. But if the scar is slightly wide, slightly stretched, we can revise that and then bring it together and make it less stretched um it'll still be a scar there so you've got to be very realistic about what the option you know what the outcome is going to be as to whether it's worth going down that route because there'll still be a scar yet there and the actual scar itself will be red and obvious for the first few months and probably takes about a year for it to really properly settle so you will go a bit backwards before you go forwards if you have a scar revision that sort of thing but it might be something that's worth it if it really bothers you but it's just about being aware that we can't get rid of scars we can only change them from sort of one thing to another thing so um the other one we've got which is now the whole setup which is the reason i'm late so i hope you're excited about this i hope you're as excited as i am what's going on here oh anna's in um i don't know anna i don't know when i'll be coming to naples um uh, yeah but uh i'll be sure to let you i'm sure to let you know anna um, I think you're taking my dad but that's that's getting on a bit now I don't know how we cope actually but uh, you're taking him to, to Italy but his passport's expired but anyway enough of my problems um, but yeah thank you nice to see you Anna um, so the scar here we go right professional camera work swoop I think you'll agree that wasn't really worth it was it I think we can all agree that wasn't really worth me waiting and taking half an hour to do that I thought I could get it up on the screen but um I'm basically holding the webcam to another screen to show you so well sorry sorry about that I'm, I'm sure I did it on the screen once uh anyway that's uh, so I don't know if you can see that there's a There's a belly button there and then there's a sort of dent between but below the um below the um below the but i think it's below i think i've got it the right way around that's the next thing i think think it's below the belly button so obviously there's a sort of dented in scar again the actual scar itself is hard to see um not least because it's in a shadow but that is a so as I say, the last one was a stretched scar. This is a dented scar. So if the scar is dented in, it's puckered in. It's often the way on the abdomen. It's often appendix. This isn't an appendix. I'm not sure what this is. Uh, oh, here we go. I've got I've got some uh, hi. I have an abdominal scar that I have had for approximately forty-five years. Wow, um, and would like to know if it is something that can be changed at all, please. I'm not sure if it's scar tissue underneath it, but it bulges and makes me very self conscious and unhappy so um, wow 45 year old scar that so that's obviously something as a child um, and it's often the way in the abdomen that you get scars like this uh, dented in scars because there's quite a lot of fat between the skin and the anterior abdominal wall and this sort of thing is not uncommon with an appendix I've got a photo on my website of an appendix scar that I revised which is similar to this very dented in and the scar tissue goes all the way from the skin down to the abdominal wall and that makes it um, puck it in. Now you might think just cut it out and stitch it up but if we just cut it out and stitch it up we give you a scar just the same as what you've got and it'll probably look all right to start off with because you cut all the scar tissue and look all right but more scar tissue will come will form and it'll just come back again you'll just get another dented scar so that's a not that's not an option. Um, what you need to do is you need or we need to do is we need to get some healthy fat over uh, over the scar. Now one thing I would say is that weight loss might help. Now I'm not saying this patient is overweight but I'm just saying that the fact that there is a bulge is made more obvious by the, the more fat there is in the abdomen the more sort of bulging they'll have on either side of the of the dent and anytime you have a dent it'll look more bulgy than it is but if you were to lose some weight that would help with those bulges. Um, it might not it's probably still be a puckered scar, but it, but it would look better. Uh, and if you, it, it is something that would be amenable to surgical revision. And surgical revision would involve um, cutting it out, keeping the dermis, keeping the layer underneath the skin, letting that drop down, and then you'll have a defect there. You, oh, oh, it's above the belly button. Okay. There you go, right can we just forget forget the last, um, actually that's a lot better actually, that, that, that lighting is a lot better isn't it? Right okay so um, it's a Bud Bay one, mm, okay so I did have it upside down, that was obviously a top, I thought it was the trousers of the one, okay that's, that's awkward, so um, anyway the, uh, the um, <laughs> The uh, surgery or the, the, the process would be the same. So it would be um, sort of cutting out the scar, giving you a fresh scar in the same place. That's the other that's the important thing to stress. So anytime you do a scar revision, you're still going to have a scar. So we're just still going to give you a fresh scar in the same place, but you you just sort of just take the skin off. So leave this sort of dermis, leave the, the bit underneath the skin, let that dermis drop down, and then you'd have to get some of the fat from either side of the um of the scar to and then bring it over the top of that dermis to give yourself a buffer to give yourself some healthy fatty tissue so that there's not a line from the skin down to the abdominal wall uh, of scar you want to break it up by bringing some fat over the top of the scar and um uh, and and not having a line of scar to allow that scar to, to, to go all the way back down to the abdominal wall because whatever happens once you finish the surgery you will have more scar you will have a line of scar no question about it um, and the, what we've got to try and do is stop that scar from scarring back down and giving you exactly the same problem as what you've got now because that unfortunately is a risk anytime you do um, scar revision. vision you're creating new scars and, you know, Paris the thought you could actually have a scar worse than the original scar because it'd be very obvious to start off with. So that's, that's one, it won't be more obvious because of the redness. Um, but, uh, so Perish this thought it'd be worse. We wouldn't do it if we thought it was gonna be worse, but that's always, you know, possible. But um, even if it's not worse, <clears throat> it could be not better. Uh, and that is the risk that you think you've done a great job. And often it looks fine to start with but then over time it can potentially scar down again and cause a recurrence of the puckering. So it's easier than it, it's, it, people think it's easier than it is to revise puckered scars. They're never as easy as you think it's gonna be because um, you are fighting scar. We are fighting the scar all the time and we just have to try and um, try and give you a different scar, which is better than your scar. So as I say, there are things we can do to give you a better scar, or sorry, a different scar, and hopefully, let's go around and... (laughs) All right, hold that upside down, giving me. I I see what, I couldn't have, well, I probably could have rotated it if I'd done it, Um, on this computer. So it's all, scar revision is all about giving a different scar and hoping that our scar is better than the the original scar. Um, And unfortunately, to be honest with you, we can never guarantee that. So it's always gonna be, it depends on how much it bothers you. So if it doesn't bother you that much, I'm like, you know, and maybe losing a bit of weight might help taking some fullness on either side of the scar, I'll Be like, mm. but if it bothers you a lot, um, you know, it, it's something that could be addressed with surgery um, to to get, to, as I say, get some healthy tissue over the top, uh, you know, in between the, the scar in the skin and the abdominal wall, because at the moment you've got scarring all the way from the skin to the abdominal wall. There's normally fat there and the scarring all the way down. So we have to sort of get some healthy fat on either side to try and bolster it up to stop it from scarring down. So, um, yeah, so Kirsten says about the belly button. There you go, that's a good bit of insight. Olivia, much clearer pick. It was clearer, wasn't it, when I rotated it? Kirsten doesn't mind that, doesn't mind. uh, well, if you don't mind, because the other thing I'd say is for stuff like scar revision, tattoo removal, um, these sorts of things which are a bit subjective, it's always better to see us in person. And so, for that reason, we do free consultations. So, you don't have to pay for a consultation if you want to come and, uh, and have us look at your scar or, your, or whatever it is in, in person. Um, because it's always better to get a better handle because the other thing about this one I wasn't sure about general or local anesthetic looking at the photo I'm, I'm going to say general anesthetic because if you start guddling around in the tummy it might be a bit uncomfortable on a local having said that if we see you in person it might be possible on a local but uh, anyway that's um so pers- in-person consultation is always um good because it is um we can be more more uh, uh, accurate about what can be achieved when we actually feel the tissues and and see you. So Olivia says is stretch mark revision not realistic then? No Olivia, stretch mark revision or stretch mark treatment is not, well I wouldn't say not realistic, it's nothing that I've got. Goodness knows I've seen people who say they've got stuff and there's all sorts of things that people are doing for stretch marks. But I haven't seen anything that consistently is working very well personally, but I'm not, again, I'm not an expert in this area. So if someone comes to me with stretch marks and wants the stretch marks addressed, I haven't really got anything um, for that. But I know there are people out there who say they have. And it's really a question of seeing them and seeing if their things are working and seem to be realistic. Um, Kirsten says, thank you. Thank you, Kirsten and uh, you know where we are if you need us or or me or us or anyone and um so i'll tell you what that photo for me was a highlight it was a thank you for that um love it and i know if this is a podcast the photos uh, a, a weak point of the podcast but you get the impression it was a dented in scar for podcast people it was a dented in scar on the abdomen above the belly button I thought it was a below the belly button so just um, yeah it was a, it was above the belly button a dented in scar. but anyway that was fantastic so thank you for letting us show that me show that I don't like saying else I'm trying to make it out as so almost a kind of big thing no it's just me um, and yeah I hope you're liking the new angle i will look to look it back at it, see if it's, we could do this all the time, but I'm not using my mic. Mic number one is not working. Uh, anyway, mixing up, changing it up, that's how we roll, always doing something a bit different, always on the edge, cutting edge. I'm going to go and leave now, and I suggest you do likewise. If you have any questions, uh, you can ask me right now, Okay, so if you haven't got any questions, then I'm gonna check out and if you can if you can always ask me on the replay or on the comments and I'll ask them next week. Because actually no, I say other thing, I'm not gonna be here next week. It's half term. Uh because I know Olivia wanted a Halloween special, but it's half term. So um I'm away. And so I'm not gonna be here next week. So please ask your questions and we'll roll it over and we'll have a mega one on the week after. And if you've got any photos you want me to or not want me to you don't mind if i show that'd be even better but, but uh, not not in any way necessary i can just describe things and so it will be the weekend a week on tuesday seven o'clock facebook live hoping very much to see you there and uh, have a lovely lovely evening bye for now as he slickly ends it slick as a slickness there we go a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at using the hashtag #AskJJ. we'd love to hear from you